Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, this has been great. I don't know about you guys, but I have thoroughly enjoyed what God's been doing around here in this revival. Hallelujah. And just looking forward to um, to him continuing this spirit uh, as we go on in the future of this church. And uh, we're excited about the direction that God's given us uh, and the excitement here for what God's doing and what he's going to do. Hallelujah. I want to turn to the book of Ecclesiastes here tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm going to be preaching an expository sermon tonight. Just kind of following through the first part of Ecclesiastes chapter number 11. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, beginning in verse number one. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes 11, one. When you get it, you can stand. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, beginning at verse number one, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. If the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. Verse number four. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. He that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning, everybody say in the morning. In the morning sow thy seed. And in the evening, everyone say in the evening. And in the evening with, withhold not thy hand for thou knowest not whether that shall prosper either this or that or whether they both shall be alike good hallelujah bring that slide up sister let's see if she put if she found some place where uh, where you have somebody with seed in their hand maybe Maybe she didn't make a slide. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> she didn't. Okay. All right. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about dead holding the seed in your hand. 
Think about that. When you, I heard a story here just the other day about somebody who was uh, one of those people that were, they were preparing and they were one of those, you know, I, I can't remember what you call them, but they had, you know, water stocked up and they had, what is it? Doomsday. Yeah. They had all that and starved to death in their living room. Can you believe that? Died of starvation in their living room with all of that around them. I want to I want to talk to us tonight about dead with a handful of seed. And so we're just going to kind of explain a few things here before we go before we let's let's go ahead and pray and then you can be seated. God, we love you. We're grateful for your touch tonight. God, we're grateful, Lord, for the prayer line. We're grateful for the needs that were touched. We're believing, God, that they were touched. God, we pray, Lord, that you would move, Lord, upon each one here tonight as we bring forth your word. God, we're nothing without you, and we need you, God. Lord, you know, Lord, in this sermon, God, we're leaning on you, and we're looking unto you. God, we pray that you would just move, Lord, upon your servant, and, and Lord, anoint our ears to hear your word tonight, our hearts to receive your word, and our feet to follow through and do your word. And God, we pray this in your name. And the church said, Amen. Glory to God. Dead with a handful of seed. So we take a look at this, at this, um, at this scripture here, at this passage, and there's a, there's quite a few different commentaries, you know, on this, how that, how that they, uh, you know, kind of see this and everything. One of the commentaries talk about agriculture says the whole passage has an agriculture theme and it has been suggested that the preacher, which that's what, that's what uh, uh, Solomon calls himself at the beginning of Ecclesiastes, that the preacher is referring to sowing the seed of the rice plant, but it's unlikely that he would have had any knowledge of that. He may be referring, now listen to this, to the Egyptian practice of sowing bread corn, all right, in the Nile Delta when the waters were beginning to subside, leaving a loomy bed on which the lost, so-called lost seed would be deposited. So basically what we find here, and I found this in a few places where what they're saying is that when it, when they're casting bread upon water, uh, 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 what it what it means is is you know you you think you're losing that and it's talking about uh, uh, what it's referring to here uh, is is the bread corner seed that you would be that you would be throwing out in the water and it's water so you don't know where it's going to end up you don't know where that it's going so it would be called uh, uh, what the commentaries call quote unquote lost seed and so so it's taking a chance on throwing this seed out there not knowing whether it's going to be received or whether it's going to, 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 you know, get rooted in the ground and see any, any produce. But, 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 but what, what we see here is that the writer, the preacher tells us, cast thy seed upon the waters for thou shalt find it after many days. And what it means there is that cast it out there, even though you don't know, uh, it's flooded right now. And, and, and when you, you throw it, you feel like maybe that it's not going to do anything because you can't really 
really see where it's going to land. But but when that water and that flood water subsides, and and when and, and I thought this was pretty fitting since since we're in in, a, in uh, flooded waters right now. Seems like everywhere you look. But you know what? When, when it is basically what it's saying is throw it out there, and when it goes down, then it will end up somewhere, and it will end up getting a, 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 attaching to the soil, and you will end up seeing an increase from it. This is what the writer is telling us here today. All right? So we find in the beginning, he says, cast it out there. What he's saying is don't hold it, all right? You've got, you've got this seed. Please don't hold it. Let's do something with it. Cast, you may not know, uh, you know, where, where it's going to end up. And it may be that it ends up in a clump over here or some over there, maybe none here, but, but it will land somewhere. Hallelujah. And I feel like that if we'll take, we will take a look at, at different passages in the Bible, we'll find that every single one of us have been given gifts that the Lord can use for His glory in order to see a, a kingdom grow. Amen. And, and, and what, I'm, what I'm digging into here tonight is evangelism. I think that it's important for each one of us to realize that we've been given seed. Every one of us have been given things that we can do for the Lord. Now, here's the key to understand at the beginning of this sermon. Your seed may not be the same kind as my seed. All right, uh, uh, let's take for instance here. You know, I, I like jalapenos. I like them, and I like them mild, all right? But you go back here to Brother Gaither, and he may plant some things that are a lot hotter than jalapenos. Now, I'm not going to plant those because I don't like those. But he may not like what I like. He may not end up planting squash because he may not like squash. But I do like squash. He may not like green beans, but I may like green beans. So his garden may look different than mine. He may be planting different seed than what mine is. But the key is, is that if we don't plant it, it won't grow, right? You can have all the seed that you want, but if you don't plant it, then it's not going to grow. So your seed may be different than the person across the aisle, but it's important that in every one of our situations, whatever gifts that we have, whatever way that we can be effective for the kingdom of God. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Whatever way that we can be effective, oh, let's go ahead and throw the seed out there and let's try to be effective. Hallelujah. I believe that every person, when they wake up in the morning, is given a handful of seed. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. I think it's important that each one of us realize that at the end of the day, it would be a shame for us to be holding seed when we go to sleep that night. Hallelujah. God has given us a work to do and if we're not careful at the end of our lives we will die with seeds in our hand. Oh God, help us not to go through this life and die at the end of our lives with a handful of seed. Hallelujah. So what we find here is that I love this second verse. We know that he's telling us cast it. Don't hold it back, but cast it in the first verse. 
Hallelujah. You know, a lot of times we can cast all of our care upon the, upon the Lord. And we're real easy to do that. But when God asks us to cast our gifts out there, or to try to cast some seed out there to where we can see some people added to the kingdom of God, all of a sudden we're too busy for that commitment, right? All of a sudden there's a lot, there's a thousand excuses that we can come up with. And I'm not telling you that your evangelistic style is going to be the same as mine. And mine's not going to be the same as yours. Yours may be testimonial. You may go up and tell somebody about how God delivered you and how God helped you. Hallelujah. And that may be exactly what they need to hear. And you may win it, win them by that, that time. Hallelujah. Mine may, may be service. I may go out and serve somebody. I may go out and pick up rocks at somebody's house or mow somebody's lawn. Hallelujah. And I may be able to win them to the Lord that way. But what are you saying, Brother Jared? Whatever your gift is, cast it. Hallelujah. Whatever your seed is, cast it. Don't get caught holding grain in your hand. So yes, given to us. I believe on a daily basis given to us. And we find the Bible says give a portion to seven. Now how many know that seven is the complete number of the Bible? It's the perfect number, right? So I love, he starts out, he says give it to seven. And then all of a sudden, and every commentary that you'll read will tell you this. And then he goes on and says, and also to eight. It's kind of like what, what, what was said seven times he said man you know what I'll forgive seven times that's the complete number man I've met the quota I've done what I've needed to do if I can forgive somebody seven times then buddy I am I'm something else I'm doing everything that I needed to do oh but but yet the answer to that was forgive seven times 70 hallelujah and what was being implied there is go beyond Go beyond. And that's the same thing that's being implied here. Go beyond. Hallelujah. Oh, what are you telling me, Brother Jared? Oh, you no, know, you don't understand. You know, I gave a quarter in the little miracle work thing there, there at, at McDonald's. Oh, and that's the, I met my quota for the week. Hallelujah. But what God is challenging us to do is step on out of our comfort zone. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. Help me preach tonight. Step on out of that comfort zone and go beyond what you think that perfection is. Oh, you may meet the needs of seven, but then go on a little bit further and feed that eighth person. Oh, I tell you, church, I believe that this generation is being called to step out of our comfort zone and do more than the church has ever done before. Yeah, seven, my quota. Boy, I've done what I needed to do. Hallelujah. I've given what I needed to give. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And then all of a sudden, he says, give to eight. And what he's saying is give generously. Hallelujah. Give generously. Glory to God. And then we see it goes on, and we see here that uh, verse number four says, he that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. 
Man, I love this. What are you saying, Brother Jared? Got my seed here. I'm going to come out. Too windy today, boys. I think I'll go back in, put my seed under the counter. Come on now. He that regarded the wind shall not sow. What is that telling us? When it's sowing into somebody's life, when it's throwing the seed out there, let me tell you something. If you're waiting for the perfect opportunity, it's never going to come. If you're waiting for all the stars to be aligned before you step out there and spread your gift, before you cast your seed, everything's got to be right. I would have done it. You know, I would have, I would have, I, I was at the gas station paying for my fuel and, and buddy, I, I, I knew that that person needed to be talked to and, uh, you know, I knew that he needed to be, I, I really felt the urge to, to speak to him. I really felt like that I needed to talk. I really felt like doing what? Casting my seed here. Hallelujah. I really felt like doing something for God, for that person and, and ministering to them, but, but there was a line behind me. Hallelujah. Come on now. And, and that third person back seemed like they were really in a hurry and they were talking about how slow that this was going. They were saying this and they were saying that. And, and you know what? I, I, what I, I, I tell you what I'll do. I, I'll just pray for them whenever. Oh, hallelujah. Come on now. I know I'm not the only person that's done that in this building. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. If you're waiting for the perfect time, if you're waiting to, to tell you got your tie on and everything's just fine, everything's good, you got your dress shoes on and you come in all pretty and it's just you and them and you can have a 30 minute conversation before you cast your seed. Hallelujah. It's not going to happen that way 99% of the time. What are you telling me, brother Jared? I'm telling you that what we need to do when we wake up in the morning is to look for an opportunity instead of look for an excuse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said we need to look for an opportunity instead of making an excuse. Hallelujah. Oh, what are you doing? I'm, I'm walking in the spirit. Hallelujah. He said if you live in the spirit, you will walk in the spirit. I'm walking in the spirit looking for an opportunity when a man from my work, hallelujah, oh, is, is down and I can look at him and say, I know what your answer is. Oh, can I introduce you to Christ? Hallelujah. Can I talk to you about Jesus? Would you like to come to revival? Hallelujah. All of a sudden he shows up, comes down to the altar, prays for probably 30 minutes. Oh, I'm telling you, church, we got to look for opportunities, not excuses, to throw the seed out there, to cast the seed out. Why? Because we don't want to be caught at the end of our lives with a handful of seed. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. He says in verse 4, Is earth the wind shall not sow. If you're looking at the wind, you're counting on the circumstances. You're never going to have the perfect one. And he that regarded the clouds, 
shall not reap. Hallelujah. He that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. So we see at the beginning of this thing and at the end of this thing, we're still making excuses. Hallelujah. Oh, man, how we got there? Whew. That man told us we was a 60% chance of rain there at Grove. We was building that big house. Said, well, that means it's 40% that it's not going to rain. So you know where we were at at 6 o'clock in the morning that next morning? We were at the job site getting rained on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. We, if, you, if you're going through your life looking negatively at everything and, 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 and looking and saying, you know what, I can't do this because of this situation. I can't do this because of that circumstance. I can't do this because I'm going to tell you something. You're never going to do anything if you're looking for that perfect opportunity. Hallelujah. All we plant, we water, and God brings the increase. What are you going to do whenever that increase is up? He said this. He said, all, I'm going to tell you something. He said, he said, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Why is that? Why is it that the laborers are few? I guarantee you the reason why is not because we don't have numbers of people that are saying that they're Christians, but the reason why that the laborers are few is because everybody just making up excuses of why they can't get out there and, and, and harvest the wheat. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here today, it's time to work. Hallelujah. It's not time to make excuses. It's time. We don't have much time left, Brother Wayne. We got to get after it while we can. Hallelujah. We walk outside. It looks a little a little cloudy out. Hey, it's all right. We can get some work done before it starts raining. Hallelujah. Oh, what are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you, church, it's time to stop making excuses, and it's time for us to start doing something for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Looking for that opportunity and not looking for that excuse. Hallelujah. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand. Hallelujah. Man, I love this. In the morning, what's implied here is that early, early. Now, I've heard a lot of scriptures talk about, you know, early I seek him and everything. And we understand that, we're, that, yes, it is important for us to seek him in the mornings. It is important for us to get that alone time with God in the mornings. Amen. I, I, I love that. That's, it's a special time and there's no text and there's no emails and there's no this and there's no that. And we can focus on God. I love that, but I want to also tell you that all that, that I believe in this scripture that what's being implied is not just early in the mornings, but also early in our lives. Hallelujah. Early in our lives. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you. Why do we have these young people get up here and testify? Why do we have them get up here and sing? Why do we have on Sunday nights for these kids to come up and sing? Why do we have booster band? Why is it that we have a children's church? Why is it, Sister Jan? that you spend your Saturdays prepping for a Sunday sermon. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Hallelujah. Because we understand that this thing starts early. Hallelujah. Oh, I want you to know, yes. Oh, I'm grateful. Oh, for Grandma. I absolutely love it. When Grandma comes in, she sits down back here in the back in this black chair. And I've seen her sometimes as the Spirit of God begins to move and she'll begin to shake under the Spirit, under the influence of the Spirit of God. 
Some I've seen her on one occasion as she was moving her feet. What was she doing? She was dancing in her seat. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand something here. Oh, I've got a grandma that started early. Hallelujah. She got all of her shouting time in that she could get in. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you, young person, you need to start early in your life. Don't give excuses and say, I'll wait until this happens or that happens. My Bible reads here that we need to start early. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. In the morning, sow thy seed. Tell me, Brother Jared. Come on, Colin. Come on, boy. I'm too young to do this. Man, I can't do it, Brother. Look at my I can't stand this. Maybe if I hug him or something on the side right here, we'll get it. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm too young, Brother Jared. I can't do anything for the kingdom of God. I don't have the, the seed to spread yet. Oh, I can't, you know, you know, whenever, whenever I, you know how many times I heard that, whenever I get into the youth group and I get established, you know, around 17, 18 years old, then I'll start on bus ministry. Did you, I want, I want to explain something to you here. You know who the most effective people on bus ministry is? The kids. If you want to draw a child to the church, have a kid with you when you go knock on doors. Oh, but I can't do that, Brother Jared. I don't have any seed. I'm going to tell you something, Bubba. You've got seed. You've got a handful that you can be doing for God. Hallelujah. Oh, start early. Glory to God. Glory to God. Start early. Oh, go ahead and start now, man. Get involved with the get involved with the, the bus ministry. Hallelujah. Get involved with what's going on. Hallelujah. Oh, get involved with singing. Get involved. Find your calling in your life. Start preparing for what God wants you to do. Find opportunities where you can do something for the kingdom of God. Because I want you to understand, sir. God's given you, hallelujah, a handful of seeds. Hallelujah. What are you going to do with it, Bubba? Hallelujah. Come on, Jared. Hurry. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, Tucker, come on, hallelujah. Glory to Caden, come on, Bubba. Come on, hurry, hurry, run, run, run. God's given you seed. I'm gonna ask you here today, what are you going to do with what God has given you? Hallelujah. How about it, young people? Oh, hallelujah. God's given it to you. What are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with it? God's given you gifts. What are you gonna do with the gifts? Hallelujah. God's given you a calling. What are you gonna do with the calling? What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you, at a young age, hallelujah, at a young age, God, oh, hallelujah, has given you something that you can start young and use for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Come on, boys. Come on over here. Oh, let's cast our seed. Hallelujah. Come on, cast your seed out there. Hallelujah. What are you doing, Brother Jared? I'm going to tell you right here, young men, what you're doing right here is what you could be doing for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Casting your seed out using your gift, hallelujah. You're not too young to work for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. What are you doing for God's kingdom? 
ain't preaching this to our kids. I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't want you at 21, 22, 25, and 38 like I am. Oh, coming home. Oh, after a day's worth of work with seed in your hand. Oh, God help us. I don't want you at the end of your life. Oh, going into eternity with seed in your hand. Oh, God help us. Oh, when we're young to realize that God has given us a calling. What are you saying, brother? I'm trying to tell you young men and young ladies that are here. Oh, God's got a purpose for you. Do it. Do what God has called you to do. Step out and do something for the kingdom of God. Lift your hands all over this building here tonight and worship a God that's worthy. Thank you, boys. You can be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The seed's in your hand, young people. The seed is in your hand. Give it to seven. No, 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 no. Give it to eight. Hallelujah. That's what's said. Give it to seven. No, 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 no. Hold on. Give it to eight. What is it saying? Be generous with your seed. Hallelujah. Be generous with your seed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We read that at the beginning, at the early, I'm going to tell you something. Early in the morning, I want to get the mind of God. Why? Because there's seed to be spread throughout that day. Hallelujah. I'm not going to wait until the twilight to kneel down and say, God, what do you want me to do? Hallelujah. It's important for us in the mornings. Hallelujah. To get the mind of God so throughout that day he can use us for his glory. I want you to know it's important in the mornings. Hallelujah. It's important early in our lives. And in the evening, withhold not thy hand. Early in your life, cast the seed. But late in your life, Cast the seed. Hallelujah. Late in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Cast the seed. Cast the seed. Cast the seed. God help us. Hallelujah. Cast the seed. I'm going to tell you something. We're being watched. Hallelujah. By this generation. Glory to God. When we wake up in the mornings and we go throughout our days, oh, God help us. Hallelujah, late. Oh, glory to God, not to withhold. Hallelujah. Come on, brother. Hallelujah. What are you doing? Prepping. Oh, hallelujah. What are you doing? Prepping for that sermon. Oh, that you're going to be teaching on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Why is it that we can have a move of God in a Sunday school service. Hallelujah. I'll tell you the reason why that we can have a move of God in a Sunday, in an, in an elder, in our, in our adult Sunday service because we got some elders, hallelujah, that are not withholding 
got some others, church, that are not withholding their seed. Cast it on out there, brother. Hallelujah. Oh, you dropped them. Hallelujah. I got some extra ones for you right here. Hallelujah. Yes, casting it out. Hallelujah. I want you to understand tonight. Oh, we cannot hold back. God help us not to have a handful of seed. Oh, when we pass. Oh, that writer said this. He said, I have nothing. I'm not going to quote it perfect, but he said, I have nothing left in my life, for I have given it all. Hallelujah. I have given it all. Hallelujah. Oh, God help us. How about it, church? How about it, young people? How about it, elders? How about it, adults? How about it, young adults? Oh, God. How about it in your parenting? How about it in your marriage? Have you been given it all? Hallelujah. How about it in your ministry? How about it in your outreach? Have you been looking for opportunities for you to spread the seed? Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm trying to get us to understand here tonight that when we die, it will... God help us to not be dead with a handful of seeds. 